0: Bismillah walhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala sayyidina muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. The Jum'a khutbah is an essential reminder that calls the believers every Friday to increase in taqwa, God consciousness. This series shares Jum'a khutbahs that take place at the Al-Maqasid seminary. Alhamdulillah, na wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'hdiuhu wa na'udhu bin min shuri anfusina wa sahi'ati a'amalina. We praise Allah seek his help and ask for guidance and we seek refuge in Allah from the evil of ourselves and the consequences of our wrong actions wa shadu la ilaha illa allah wahdahu la sharika la lahul mulku wal hamd yuhyi wa yumiit wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadir wa shadu anna sayyidina wa azimana wa habibana wa qa'idana wa qurratu a'yunina muhammadan 'abduhu wa to proceed I remind myself and you all of the importance of taqwa of Allah that is being mindful being conscious of our lord most high allah says allah ta'ala ya ayyuhalladhina amanu taqullaha haqqa tuqatih wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun addressing the faithful believers have taqwa of allah with the taqwa due to him and do not die except as believers as muslims and allah says qala ta'ala ya ayyuhalladhina amanu taqullaha wa qulu qawlan sadida لَكُمْ أَعْمَالَكُمْ Lakum لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَمَا رُسُولَهُ فَقَدَ فَازَ فَوْزًا عَظِيمًا Again, addressing the faithful believers, have taqwa of Allah. Let this be a quality of yours and let it translate not only into your actions but into your speech. A lot of people don't associate taqwa with the words that they say. So Allah says, have taqwa of Allah and speak precisely. Speak words which hit the mark. What's the consequence? What's the effect? If you do so, he will amend for you your deeds and forgive you for your wrong actions. In other words, he will amend any lapses in taqwa that you might have. A general principle, all who obey Allah and his messenger have attained a great, a mighty attainment. When the companion Ash, uh, ashaj uh, Abdul Qais, when he entered into the presence of the Prophet wasallam, and he sat with him, the Prophet Wasallam told him that in nafika khaslatain yuhibbuhum Allah, is that the Prophet said to this particular individual, he said that you possess, you have two qualities that Allah loves, and this is a beautiful Sunnah of the Prophet Wasallam that he would highlight and accentuate that which is good with a people. He would focus on the positive and not the negative. And every people have good qualities, and we just have to search for those good qualities. Uh, in a narration of wisdom, they say that the believer is like the bee, is that the bee seeks the purest forms of sustenance, whereas the hypocrite is like the khinzir, he's like the pig because he seeks the worst in people. Right? And the believer's attitude is that we should seek the best of people and look at their good qualities. And we find this as well when, for instance, the tribe from Yemen came, the Prophet he praised them and he said that they have the softest of hearts. So this is the Prophet bringing out and highlighting good qualities in individuals and in a people. So he said to this companion that you have two qualities that are beloved to Allah Most High. And what a beautiful way of addressing somebody, right? How do you think that person felt when the Prophet told him that you have two qualities that Allah loves, what are these two qualities? He said, Al-Hilm wal-Ana. Al-Hilm, which is forbearance, in other words, it's a type of patience that you're not prone to anger. If somebody tries to provoke you, you do not respond to those provocations, rather, you hold yourself back and you're tolerant, you're forbearant. That's Hilm. And then, closely related to Hilm, is anaa which is taking one's time for something, giving whatever you're planning, whatever decision that you have, giving it its due uh, deliberation and thought and a forethought. So ana'eh is, right, to act slowly or to proceed unhurriedly or to bide one's time, to be patient, to look before you embark on something, to look at the, the end results, the consequences. And it's from a beautiful word in Arabic, anna, verb, anna yu'anni, which is to be mature, to be ripe. In other words, you wait for the right moment in whatever you're doing. And the Prophet said to this companion that you have this quality. In other words, you're not somebody that rushes and is always in a haste, makes haste, is that you're somebody that has this quality of deliberation. And this beautiful quality of anna or atta'anni is one of the most important skills or intelligences, if you will, that we can acquire in in our life. This is an extremely important attribute that uh, we can adorn ourselves with, uh, adorn our character with. And Imam Al-Ghazali, as he always does, presents it in a very beautiful way. He says that, (laughs) Al-A'mal yanbaghi an takoon ba'dat tabassar wal-ma'ifah. Any action that someone performs, should only be after being clear-sighted and having knowledge. Right, you shouldn't embark on something that you don't know what you're doing. So if that's the case, what but to get that clear-sightedness and to get that ma'rifa, that knowledge, it takes time. It takes time, it takes thought, it takes consideration. And then he said so, so that's why what's needed is or ana. Then he says, But making haste rushing, that is that prevents that. Right? You cannot reach, uh you cannot think or reflect if you're in a rush, if you're in your if you're making haste. When you wrote with And he says when that when a person is rushing, is that shaitan, he uh Fix the person in a way that he doesn't know, and that's why in another hadith the Prophet said, "At ta'ani min Allah," is that at this quality of taking one's time, of deliberating, of thinking before acting, this is from Allah, right? In other words, it's a blessing from Allah. In other words, it's something that Allah loves. In other words, it's something that will bring you closer to Allah. And the Prophet said, "The opposite will tu min shaytan." And rushing and going head-forth into something without considering is that that is from shaitan in other words that is a trick that is a tool that shaitan employs right one of the ways that shaitan makes or uh, gets people into trouble is that he, his waswasa of, uh, taaj, uh, of ajala right do something quickly without consideration because shaitan knows that if a human being does that they're going to find themselves more often than not in a lot of trouble and human beings were created with this quality of being uh, rushed and being hurried and not taking our time. We have a predilection or an inclination towards rushing. And Allah says, <laughs> is that human beings, they have this innate within them, this quality of of rushing. So is there, to counteract this quality that we have, right? We have to employ this quality of ta'anni so that we don't fall prey to these innate inclinations that human beings have within them. And that is done by using our aql, right? By thinking, by considering, right? Also, when we have decisions, we counteract that rush by asking people for their opinion, people that you respect, shu'ra, if you're not sure about decision, consult with somebody. What do you think about this? Right, consult with somebody. Don't just make a decision that you didn't. Bring it to somebody that you respect that you didn't consult with somebody. Likewise, in counteracting this عجلة, this rush, that the Prophet he gave us one of the most precious gems, and that is is that the salah that you pray, the salah of seeking guidance. If you're unsure about a matter, you pray two raka'ats and you make the dua that Allah inspires your heart to do what is right. And I guarantee you, if somebody thinks before they act, if somebody takes uh, consult or consults with others and they pray Salatul Istikha'ra, they'll never regret the decision that they make. Is that these are from the most expensive gems that the Prophet gave us to counteract this quality that we naturally have of rushing and not thinking and uh, doing things in haste. So, with that, I want to look at three verses of the Qur'an that highlights this beautiful attribute of of again, deliberation and taking things slowly. First is the verse where Allah says, O you who believe, when you head out on the path of Allah, be sure of who you fight. So this is in the context of the battlefield. ولا تقولوا لمن إليكم السلام لست مُؤمناً and do not say to those who offer you salams greetings of peace no no you're not a believer تبتغوا uh, الدنيا seeking the fleeting worldly gains فعند الله مغانم كذلك and this has to do with passing judgment on others. And the context be- between behind this verse is that Usama bin Zayd relates that he went on an expedition and he caught hold of a man and he was going to deliver the final blow. And the man said, before that, he said, La ilaha illallah. But Zayd, he interpreted his statement as a way to get out of the situation. So unfortunately, he killed him anyways. And then he returned back to the Prophet tell him what happened and the prophet said did he say la ilaha illallah and you killed him and then uh, zaid bin harif said he, he only said that because he was scared he only said that because he was fearing what would happen and the prophet said what he said did you open his heart to see if he meant it or not did you open his heart? Did you see what was in his heart? Why he said that? And then the Prophet continued to repeat this. But O oh, Messenger of Allah, he only said. No, no, no. Did you open his heart? Did you see what was in his heart? And that Zayd bin Harith. He said that the Prophet continued to repeat this until he said that. I wish I had not embraced Islam until that day. In other words, it was so heavy on his in his life. Right? He had to live with that afterwards. But that tells us specifically with regards to judging others, right? We should be very, very careful if and if we even judge others, but in our judgment, whether it's explicit or or it's, it's subtle, but we should be very careful with the way that we judge others because the Prophet's words apply to us. You see a person's actions. But you don't know why they performed those actions. You don't know why, what they intended by those actions. You don't see their heart and you don't see their intention. So you have to be very careful when you say, oh, he did this because, as if you know why he did it. You have to be very careful. And the reality of the dunya is that when you judge others, others will judge you. And often, if you judge somebody uh, wrongfully, is that Allah will put you in a situation where you'll find yourself in an even worse, in an even worse situation. Right? When you point one finger, three fingers, I point back to you. So you have to be very careful in, the, in, the, in this verse. We could take from this verse that it's a very severe thing to judge others. Do not go around saying, oh, he's this, he's that, he's Muslim, he's not Muslim, he's from this. Allah knows they're fair, that's not your business. And you have to be very careful. And it's a very severe matter. The second verse is when uh, the story of Yusuf, when he was imprisoned... And finally, his vindication came, and the king sent for a messenger to take him from the prison. But what did Yusuf say? Is that the king said, Bring him to me. I want to meet this person who could interpret the dreams. But when the king's messenger came to Yusuf, he said, Go back to your master and. Uh, uh, and asked him about the case of the women who cut their hands, surely Allah has full knowledge of their cunning. And that the Prophet ﷺ said about this, praising uh, Yusuf, he said, he said that if it was me and that, out of his humility, he said that if I was in the prison and the messenger came, I would have accepted his, his offer and left the prison. But Yusuf was using his hikmah and he was using this quality of ta'anni, is that he was looking at the end results of the situation. Right here was a situation where it wasn't clear. There's a lot of talk in the city. Is he this? Is he guilty? Did he do it? Did he not do it? And he chose to remain in the prison to clarify his name such that when he leaves the prison, that won't be a question anymore. It won't be a scandal anymore. So he was looking at, right? He was looking at the end affair of matters. He was using this beautiful quality of a ta'anni. And we can see that this is a prophetic quality. This is a quality that Allah most high loves. And the last verse from the Quran that I'll look at, that we'll look at, is where Allah says, Ya amanu, in ja'akum binaba'in fatabayyanu. That Allah says, addressing the believers, if an evildoer, if somebody, a fasiq, if somebody that doesn't share the same values as you, right, somebody who's sinful, someone who doesn't care, if they come to you bringing news, they tell you some information, they tell you something, what do you do? You just accept that news? You go on to share that news? You spread that news? No. Is that? Uh, فتبينو, verify it. Is that verify it before you spread it. And look at the application of this verse in our times. Okay, how many... Problems occur that people are sharing things online and posts and reactions and they're not even thinking for a moment whether this is true or not or where this came from. Is it from a fasiq? Is Who's it from? Where is this from? We don't even think like this. But this is from the teachings of the Quran and this is from the teachings of the Prophet. We should be very careful with the news and the information that we spread. And the verse continues. Uh, and to see ma so that you do not harm people unknowingly, becoming regretful for what you have done. Is that this is extremely important? And we know, right? Even in the science of hadith, right? It's not even enough to accept a hadith, right? For to accept a hadith, it's not even ena- enough that that person be righteous. Is that they also have to have the quality of doubt. They have to be precise in what they say. Right? And the scholars of hadith went to the utmost limit in verifying everything that they heard. To the extent that Imam Malik he said, he said, I've come across, I've met 70 people in the masjid, in the masjid of Rasulullah, all of whom were men of virtue, religion, and piety, such that if one of them were entrusted with the public treasury, with the money they would prove trustworthy, right? However, Imam Malik says, however, uh, he said, they would say, my father narrated to me from my grandfather that the Prophet said, right? And then Imam Malik says, however, I did not take anything from them. I didn't take any of these hadith from them. Why? He says, and then Ibn Shihab came, a zuhri, came along, and we would crowd his door. Because he was, because this is because he truly possessed knowledge of this affair. And we have to be careful, even not just reports, but even the Islamic quotes and the sources and people are quoting hadith and we have to have a sense of responsibility with these things and we have to have ta'anni and we have to have be careful and tread lightly and take things slowly and have deliberation. And again ta'anni is min Allah and ajalatu is min shaytan, So that we ask Allah that he bless us with these beautiful qualities and that he make his people that have this uh, deliberation before we do anything of any significance. أقول قولي هذا واسع الله العظيم الكريم لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعقبة للمتقين ولا إلا على الظالمين إلا الله وحده لا أن محمدًا عبده رسوله صلى الله عليه صلّى الله What are the benefits of التأني or what is not beneficial about ta'anni? right? But some of the benefits, the specific benefits that we could take from this beautiful quality of التأني, is that it's a sign of a person's intellect. Right, it's a sign that a person is mature they've cultivated their intellect because intellects people who are who people who are aqil who are mature in their intellect they don't make these rushed decisions right rather they deliberate first so it's a sign somebody who uh, has this quality of taanni it's a good sign for their a sign of uh, uh, ruj- uh, rujahat al likewise taanni is a protection from mistakes, If somebody thinks before they act or speak, is that they're not as likely to fall into mistakes as somebody who doesn't think before they act or they speak. Likewise, a ta'anni is, it preserves a person's good character, right? Because without ta'anni, someone might do something that tarnishes their character. But ta'anni is also protection of their akhlaq. Likewise, very beautifully, is that with ta'anni, it can be a reason or a means to reach the muhabba of Allah. Because Allah says, the hadith, is that what we mentioned, is that ta'anni is min Allah. It's a quality, as the first hadith in the Fika Khaslatain, that Allah loves. So we can make ta'anni as a means to drawing closer to Allah and achieving his love because it's a quality that Allah loves. Likewise, in ta'anni is a protection from the tricks of shaitan cannot influence us and cannot deceive us if we employ this beautiful attribute of ta'anni. And these are some of the benefits of a ta'anni. And that's why the scholars, they say, don't rush in a matter that you are seeking. Because it's very rare that someone reaches their objectives, someone who rushes, it's very rare that they actually reach what they're seeking, their objective. But the person that has ta'anni, he will reach his objectives. But the person who rushes is never free from, free from faults. And they say, is that in taking your time is protection and in rushing is remorse and regret. Man ta'anna na ma ta'anna is that whoever ta'anna, whoever exercises this quality, will reach everything that they, Ta'manna everything that they, that they want. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, and I'll end with this beautiful hadith. The Prophet said, At tu'ada mana ta'anni is that deliberation ta'anni ana fi kulli shay'in khayrun is that in everything it's good. Ta'anni in every single matter is goodness. There's good in it. إِلَّا فِي الْآخِرَةِ Except with regards to the actions of the Akhirah, because with regards to what we do for the Akhirah, we should rush, and we should hasten, and we should take the initiative. And Allah says, وَسَارِعُوا إِلَى رَبِّكُمْ And rush, hasten, outstrip each other to the forgiveness Min Rabbikum of your Lord and the Paradise, Its length and its breadth is like the heavens and the earth. that's been That for the muttaqin, So we ask Allah that he uh, bless us, and we ask Allah that he beautify us with this beautiful quality of ta'anni, and that he make us people that have this uh, gravity, and that have this significance, and that we perfect the actions that we do based on thinking, based on ta'anni and deliberation, and that he make us those among, amongst the muttaqin that inherits the garden of Firdaus. ya <coughs> ibadullah. أن nah exactly and and 2- 1- Hoy- الله أمرنا بأمرٍ بدأ في بنفسه وثنى بملائكة المسبحات بقدسه وأيها بالمؤمنين من عباد تعميمه فقال مخبراً وآمراً أنهم تقيما إن الله أملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد عبدك رَسُولِكَ النَّبِيُّ الْأُمِّي وَعَلَى آلِ سَيِّدِنَا مُحَمَّدٍ كَمَا صَلَيْتَ عَلَى إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَعَلَى آلِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ فِي العالمين. Innaka hamidun majid. Allahumma aizz al-Islam Mansur al-Muslimin. Allahumma aizz al-Islam wa al-Muslimin. Allahumma kun ikhwanina al-Muslimina fi masharikil ad-mugharibiha. Allahumma aqfir lana wa lal-Muslimina wal-Muslimat wal-Mu'minina wal-Mu'minat. Al-Ahya minhum wal-Ammwaat maqfiratan, dhahiratan wa baatina. Sirra wa alaniya la tughadir lana dhamban wa na naktasib ba'daha ولا إن الله يأمر bil'adli عن Thank you for listening to one of Al Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al-Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full-time, part-time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at al and connect with our other online content at al-maqasid.org.